Porsche is one of the premier sports car companies in the world. That's why it stunned automotive aficionados several years ago when it came out with a sports utility vehicle. And yet, while the purists decried the Cayenne, it went on to make a lot of money for the factory and its dealers. But with upcoming fuel economy and CO2 standards threatening to make high-performance SUVs extinct, Porsche knew it had to come up with an alternative to preserve this gold mine it has in the Cayenne. For the European market, Porsche developed diesel versions of the Cayenne, but for the American market, it knew it better have a hybrid. And so our guest today is the executive in charge of making this happen. Dr. Michael Leiters is the project manager for the Cayenne. And joining me on my journalist panel to help learn more about this hybrid are Joe DiMatteo from Automobile Magazine and Todd Lassa from Motor Trend. If you'd like to learn more about why and how a sports car company would be coming out with a hybrid SUV, don't go away. We'll be back right after this. From our studios in the Motor City, this is AutoLine. Here now is John McElroy. Welcome to our discussion right now all about the Porsche Cayenne diesel and hybrid and some other things too with Dr. Michael Leiters, the project manager for that vehicle. Dr. Leiters, great to have you here on AutoLine Detroit. Thanks to, thanks to you. Nice to meet you here. Also joining us today is Joe DiMatteo from Automobile Magazine and Todd Lassa from Motor Trend. Great having you guys here, too. Thanks. Good to be here. Dr. Leiters, there was a lot of controversy when Porsche first came out with the Cayenne. Many critics said, how dare the ultimate sports car company in the world build an SUV? And now, heaven forbid, you're coming out with a hybrid version of this. Uh, how do you justify this kind of vehicle and this kind of approach with a sports car company? I guess it's, it's, fit, it's fitting uh, well together because uh, hybrid uh, technology offers some sporty aspects as well. So we have a really good acceleration with our car uh, and you can combine um, saving fuel and uh, drive sporty. So it wasn't uh, too difficult to decide to build up a uh, Cayenne hybrid. Most hybrids, of course, uh, not all, but most hybrids out there are designed to deliver the ultimate in fuel economy, perhaps at some sacrifice in performance. This doesn't sound like the Cayenne is sacrificing any performance. Uh, no, it's, um, you know, we, we reach our goal. We have a mileage about um, 27 miles per, um, per gallon in, in the FTP cycle, test cycle. And as well, we have an, so we are 50% um, more mileage um, than the gasoline V6 Cayenne. But on the other hand, we have an, um, an performance, an on-road performance of this car like an V8 vehicle, like an V8 Cayenne. And I mean, that's a really good combination and uh, it's a good uh, value for, uh, for the customer. When you say 27 miles to the gallon, you mean combined city and highway? Yeah, yeah. That's a high number for a vehicle like the Cayenne. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we put all the best people together to reach this goal. It's, we were re really um, ambitious to, to set the goal and we are very happy that we um, reached this goal. Tell us a bit more about exactly which engine and which uh, hybrid system you're using and, and how have you tuned it specifically for the Porsche Cayenne? Okay. Um, we um, put a powertrain together that is a parallel full hybrid powertrain. 
It's the first one. Um, we are the first, together with uh, Volkswagen, who are introducing this powertrain. It's a little bit different to the power split uh, systems, full hybrid systems you, you see on the market right now. Uh, for us, uh, it has some advantages, like it's modular. We can put it in the uh, Cayenne, and later on, we, if we want, we can put it on the Panamera as well. Um, it um, has a driving feeling like every other, other car of the, um, of the Cayenne uh, has now. So it's very sporty. You don't have this uh, rubber band effect of the CVT transmission. If you're uh, accelerating, that you go up on a an, on an high rev and waiting for the acceleration. Uh, it's, it's direct, it's prompt, and it's very important for us and for our customers that they feeling like driving a real Porsche. And it's as well very efficient. So, given, given that you were able to get that sort of performance out of the hybrid system, do you foresee a day where you might adapt it to a flat six, for example? I mean, to do it for flat six means to do it for the 911 or for a Boxster. And um, the package of this car is very, very um, difficult to put, fit. Yeah, to, to put all the, the electric motors, the battery, and the safety is as well very difficult um, if you're thinking uh, to fulfill all the crash um, legislations. Um, we, we didn't decide yet. We first want to go to the market with the Cayenne to to collect the first experiences with, with this car, how the customer react, and then we, uh, we think about um, uh, 911. But, I mean, we have learned so much about um, efficiency, efficient driving and um, uh, reduction of fuel consumption in, in this project. We will definitely take some part of, out of it to, to introduce it to, to the 911 to make this car as well more efficient than it is uh, already today. Michael, does the hybrid system that you're developing, does that include a CVT? No, we don't have a CVT. We use a um, classical um, eight-speed automatic transmission. So we develop further our actual uh, six-speed uh, transmission to an eight-speed uh, transmission. We have a converter. Uh, um, torque converter. Uh, torque converter. Um, we use an, um, an engine from... Um, from Audi. Um, it's an V6 3.0 liter um, supercharged engine that we uh, developed further together with the colleagues from Audi and uh, uh, from, from Volkswagen to make it more efficient to, to, to fit it to the uh, hybrid powertrain. And um, one main component between the transmission and the, uh, and the, and the combustion engine is the uh, electric motor. We call it hybrid module because um, we have a combustion engine and we have an electric motor, and to drive these both uh, motors uh, discoupled, uh, we have to use a clutch, a disengagement clutch. It's uh, placed between the electric motor and the combustion engine. Isn't this the engine that's in the new Audi S4? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the same, but uh, you have to make some changes to it because uh, you're driving it as a hybrid, you don't need an, a steering pump on it. You don't need an air conditioning compressor um, for it. So you have to, to adapt it to a hybrid powertrain. You said that your design is different than the other parallel hybrids that are out there. How, how is it different? Because we can drive electric. All other 
parallel hybrid systems, you know at the market are mild hybrid systems. They don't have this disengagement clutch. You, if you drive the electric motor, um, the engine, the combustion engine is still, um, is still uh, turning. If we um, drive on a, on a motorway with, uh, let me say, 80 miles per hour, and you lift up the, the food from the throttle, the engine um, is turned off. And uh, you are only, we call it uh, sailing in Germany, but it's, I think it's, it's coasting. coasting or freewheeling. Freewheeling free right. without any wreck forces from the engine. You are going ahead without any emissions. And uh, it's a nice feeling. It's a new driving experience. We guess it's very important for the customer not only to, to buy a car, what is, uh, uh, what is um, rationally okay and it's, it's nice, you save, you save the, f uh, the fuel. It has to be um, fun to drive it, and therefore um, we also pointed out the sporty aspect of this car, uh, and we pointed out this special experience to drive electric and to freewheel or coast by, with this car. By driving electric, to what speed do you realistically expect that someone will be able to be in only electric mode? Because as we know in most hybrids now, it's it's virtually nothing. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, it always depends on the circumstances you, you're using the car. You can do it up to a speed of 32 miles per hour, um, but it depends how delicate you use the throttle. I mean, it's obviously, you have to consider that a hybrid car is not made for driving uh, electric, it's for saving fuel. And um, the most inefficient uh, range of the engine is, the combustion engine, is between whatever, zero or 500 RPM up to 1,000 or 1,200 RPMs. And if you look at the needle of the ref and um, when the um, combustion engine restarts, it's, it's promptly at 1,400, 600 and pass through very quickly this, this um, bad efficient range of the, um, of the engine. So um, yes, it's uh, very limited to drive electric, but um, it makes sense to use it because you save fuel. Michael, uh, Porsche needs this sort of vehicle, uh, both the uh, Cayenne and the, the, the new model, the Panamera, uh, in hybrid form to meet uh, coming CAFE legislation in the U.S. and EU regulations for CO2, a corporate average. Now, I know you're not here to talk about what may happen between VW and Porsche, but if you become part of a, an automotive group that includes a much wider range of vehicles and much larger uh, production, what happens to your strategy for, for doesn't hybrids? Doesn't it diminish your need for this in the same way that Lamborghini doesn't really need hybrids because they're part of the Volkswagen group? Now, um, I'm not as um, common with the um, American legislation. Um, but for the Euro uh, European legislation, I can say that it hasn't any impact to our strategy because we are not allowed to uh, put together our CO2 fleet emission w w with them of, uh, of uh, Volkswagen. Mm. Um, so um, anyway, for us, it doesn't matter because um, we always uh, had the strategy that um, we have to build up, let me say, clean cars or cars that... Um, the customer can be proud of it. The customer don't, uh, doesn't want to be blamed to drive a Porsche. He wants to be proud to drive a Porsche. And therefore, we, um, we, have, we had anyway 
uh, real tough uh, CO2 targets in our company. Uh, it, it, they have been even harder than the legislation uh, goals have been. And uh, so it doesn't matter to us, to our strategy. Uh, strategy. Is that a problem for you now in Europe, uh, an image problem for the Cayenne as being a gas-guzzling, you know, anti-environmental? Definitely it was one aspect that um, increased the pressure to us to, uh, to, uh, to come out um, with a hybrid. I mean, we worked already on the hybrid, but it's not normal that we are talking about projects um, before they go to the production. So in this case we did because we wanted to show the people we are working on it. We are really hard working on it and we are doing it fast. Michael, you're working on a diesel version of the Cayenne as well. What's your sense? Will hybrids sell in Europe and will diesels sell in the United States? What, what do you think is going to happen here? I guess it's exactly this way. Um, so we introduced already in Europe the, the diesel and in Europe, you know, we have in, in some segments, um, for example, the uh, soft segment, we have a uh, market share of over 90% uh, diesel cars. And, um, with, with the Cayenne in that segment, the SUVs? No, in, in the competitors, in the whole segment of the SUV, of the premium SUV, oh, okay. in some markets. Premium like cars, you mean? Premium yes. cars. For example, Italian. I think you're saying premium SUVs, aren't you? Premium, premium SUVs, yeah. excuse oh, okay. me. Premium yeah. SUVs. It's over 90% if you go to Italy or to Spain or to France. Okay, and we now sell more than 50% of our Cayenne in, in Europe um, are, are, are uh, diesel uh, Cayenne, okay? <clears throat> but if you go to the United States, I, I guess it's different. Uh, you have another history of, uh, um, of the diesel, and um, in some regions, the people like, um, obviously, um, batteries and, and hybrid technology, so I've been at the West Coast right now, and there are so many hybrid cars. And I guess um, that will be um, uh, one direction that the American people like more the hybrid than, than the diesel. But we hope that we can sell the diesel as well in, in, in the United States for some, some time, because it's, um, if you're using it for long distances, it's definitely a good choice uh, to drive a diesel. And in Europe, do you think hybrids, especially a Cayenne hybrid, will sell well in Europe? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced because there are some people who, um, who love technology. It's a lot of technology in it and um, who wants to drive more in city areas. So in city areas, it's, it's, uh, it makes definitely sense to, to, use an, uh, to use an hybrid car. And how's Porsche going to price the diesel and the hybrid versions of the Cayenne? Will they be very similar or will there be a noticeable difference? No, you have to consider that they are totally different cars. Uh, the diesel is on the V6 level. We price it already in, in Europe, so it's about 2,000 euro more than the V6 gasoline. And as I told you, we have a performance as a hybrid of a uh, V8 um, car, so we will price it on the V8 level, and you have to consider there's a lot of technology in it. You know that all the competitors take a price extra for the hybrid stuff, uh, so we have to do it the, uh, the same, because otherwise it, it wouldn't be a business case for mm -hmm. us. Michael, will we see a diesel in a Panamera as well? We didn't decide already. And are you going to come out with the hybrid and the diesel at the same time? You mean uh, in, in, the, the US? in the U.S.? 
Uh, no, uh, we will come first with a, um, with a hybrid. And this is for the next generation Cayenne or a facelift of the current or? So right now we have outside a car, so it's working on this platform about. Because um, um, the next one is due very soon, isn't it? So. Or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Logic uh, would tell us. It's yeah, new. yeah. But um, we de de developed it that it fits to the old platform as well as to the new mm. platform. Okay. And we will, I can tell you that we will bring this powertrain to the market uh, within this decade, uh, which, which, uh, which means uh, By 2010. Next By next and, year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. right. <laughs> uh, so hybrid for sure for the United States, but diesel is still uncertain? or It's still uncertain. Um, we, 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 we will observing the market very um, intensively. Um, we present it right now to the journalists to, to get in feedback from them. Um, to get a better imagination how the customers uh, think about this, this car. And um, if there are enough customers, uh, we, we have to adapt a little bit the diesel technology to your legislation, but it shouldn't be, uh, um, but it, it is not impossible. We can react well, very soon. We journalists all like the diesel. We like the, uh, the M-Class diesel and the uh, Mercedes GL diesel and the Audi Q7 diesel mm -hmm. and the BMW X5 diesel. We all love them. I don't know but we how don't. many consumers have. We, we don't have the incentive to buy them because of our gasoline price structure. And, right. And because the cost of, of diesel to clean it up is now... Mm -hmm. Aren't you finding that it's now as expensive as doing a hybrid, for example, in terms of cost no, to no, Porsche? No, no, I, I guess no. no not no, yet. No, not no. yet, no, no. I mean, it, it takes some effort. It takes some cost, but it's not as, as uh, pricey uh, like to develop and to, 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 to put in all the technology for a hybrid. What it's not comparable. What percentage of Cayenne sales in the U.S. do you think might be a hybrid in the future? You know, um, the last thing you decide in a project is a price, and uh, depending to the price, you get in volume. Um, but uh, if you're looking on studies, um, what consider uh, premium markets and sometimes there's a whole automobile market, and especially in, in, in the U.S., I guess that it's possible to reach a an, an share of 5 to 10 and yeah, 5 to 10 percent um, of the fleet of, um, of the relevant car, so 5 to 10 percent of the Cayenne volume, something like that? Perhaps. I mean, right now in the U.S. market, hybrids account for 2.5% of total volume. Yeah. And, and half of that is the Toyota Prius. Mm -hmm. So it gives you an idea of, you know, even though we talk a lot about hybrids, they're still not selling in big numbers, with the exception of the Prius. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the reason why it, it's still a niche technology. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why it's pretty expensive. But you have to do it. I mean, um, we, we were all, um, asked very often whether we came so late I, with a hybrid. I, I guess we, we... You're not late at all. <laughs> no, we are not late and we are at the right time because the first thing you have to do if you want to reduce the fleet uh, consumption and the fleet emission, uh, CO2 emission, you have to clean up the table for the volume models. And we introduced direct fuel injects and new gearboxes we introduced now in Europe the, the diesel. And if you have all done this, I, I think it's pretty similar to, to all the uh, European and especially German car makers, then you have to t take the next step. And I guess that's the technology of the hybrid technology. And um, hopefully 
there will be a higher market share for the hybrid. But you've seen uh, GM came out with their full-size hybrids, and the U.S. market seemed to be completely disinterested. I don't think they're not sold. selling. Yeah, they're not and selling at all. They came at a big price premium, so mm -hmm. you must be looking Very at that. Very expensive. Like, I got to think that you that your products are less sensitive to the price premium, though, than GM. It's certainly some, but maybe, but I mean, even a, a Cadillac Escalade, which is maybe not at Porsche price a levels, but is a high-price vehicle. Yeah. They're not selling. I mean, they can't give these things. It, it, at a certain level, there's a, also a, uh, a, a conflict between size and hybrid. Hybrid is supposed to equate to efficiency, um, small size, you know, small footprint. And no matter what you do to a large SUV, it, it doesn't, I think in a lot of people's minds, they're like, uh, our West Coast colleague was... Uh, our West Coast editor, Jason Camisa, was driving the Cadillac Escalade Hybrid in, this, in San Francisco, and he had people in Priuses literally flipping him off. They thought it was a joke that this big gas-guzzling SUV had hybrid on the side. I mean, and San Francisco is Prius central. That uh, sounds like a follow-up to a South Park episode. <laughs> 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 so. uh, but, but you have to consider if you look at the, at the Lexus RX 400 or now the 450 hybrid, uh, I guess it's a selling success for, for Lexus and it's as well a pretty big car. It's, uh, it's, it's not the same like a, big, a Cayenne. It's not selling that well either. It doesn't sell that well and really? it's not no. that big. No. Okay. <laughs> and, and a Lexus sedan too, uh, the LS mm -hmm. hybrid version, that's not selling no. at all. I'm telling you the only hybrid in the American market okay. that sells in decent volume, where you can okay. justify yeah, a, yeah, a business yeah, okay, case, okay. is the Toyota Prius. And there's a great reason for that. Because from afar to people not like us who don't know a Chevy from a Porsche, they know that that's a hybrid car. Yeah, and and people who buy that know that it's yeah, a hybrid absolutely. car. Right. That's why the Honda Civic Hybrid mm -hmm. uh, has not sold well. It doesn't look any different from a regular mm -hmm. Civic. Mm -hmm. But even the insight doesn't sell can, that. Can you, well, can you point to any, any, any philosophical shift at Porsche when, when you said, well, we need to, from years of doing nothing but performance cars, we need to do a hybrid. Did it come at a certain, oh my gosh, moment, or what happened? Um, because of social credibility. I mean, um, if you, if all the, uh, um, when the legislation is, um, uh, reducing uh, uh, the, the objectives uh, for you. If the public and the media are talking about CO2, uh, two years ago they were in Europe there were only one theme. It was CO2, and uh, you you have to get an you have to get an answer for um, for it. And it's mm -hmm. it's I told you um, our cars have ever been um, always been um, uh, clean and had a, had a good image. That's one of our success factors for the whole company and the brand. And we have to maintain this, this well, image. Well, you always had that image until you built the Cayenne. Well, now they're doing the hybrid version of the Cayenne, so that'll yeah. fix that. But I'm afraid we're going to have to wrap up this discussion. Dr. Michael Leiters from Porsche, thanks so much for coming in and talking all about the Cayenne and the hybrid version of that. And thank you. Joe DiMatteo and Todd Lassa, thank you guys, too. And I'll be back in a moment with some closing thoughts. Visit our website for even more great content all week long. AutoLine Daily, John's Journal, podcasts, and even more. So click over and get your all-access pass to the automotive industry at AutoLineDetroit.tv.
As I mentioned, we're going to run the cameras and continue the conversation. You can catch that right now at our website at AutolineDetroit.tv. And if you need more than a weekly dose of industry information, check out AutolineDaily.com. It's a six-minute daily webcast of what's going on in the global automotive industry. Then on Thursday nights at 7 p.m., it's time for AutoLine After Hours, the first live webcast dedicated to the automotive industry. Join me and Peter DeLorenzo, the publisher of AutoExtremist.com, for the most unlikely show about the automotive industry. But that wraps up this show. For all of us here at AutoLine Detroit, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.